Ella. And I'm Jenna. Together, we're like investigators, armed with magnifying glasses, deeply passionate about unraveling how our community and society impact our individuality and daily decisions. Our podcast focuses on peeling back the layers of communities to personalize our understanding of their influences, conversation in which we dive into stories, unique behavior, and shared experience that unite us. Join us on this trip as we shed light on what genuinely distinguishes each community. How to start being intentional with our lens to make the difference, to make the change we want to see in this world. start being familiar with your own narrative and you want to be intentional with the lens you create and you want to see the change you want you want to make the change you want to see in this world you take ownership of that and the way you do it is the opposite of like facing something being courageous or brave is the fear and the way you go about it when you change the narrative of anything of your own of your own story the biggest barrier you will face is the fear how am i going to face it and so the best quote to capture this is abraham lincoln's quote he said i don't like this man i must get to know him oh okay. well let's take a closer look at the significance of this and i have a few questions for the audience have there ever been times in your life when you formed an initial dislike of someone and only to change the opinion after getting to know them better what did you learn from this experience that make us going straight to the difference perspective and how you can see the different perspective we we have to see it through our stories right. and we just did, talked about how it shaped our life mm-hmm. and how it shaped our experience this is a question also for our audience mm-hmm. please share with us mm-hmm. and we will be sharing as well what is the story that highlights you as an individual that brings life to those contrasting identities and what we're talking about identities here the different perspective between individualistic mm-hmm. and collective mm-hmm. the one that values community mm-hmm. and group which is collective and the one that value yeah. individual one person me and i and not autonomy yeah. and all this concept mm-hmm. when we come to this we talked about it a lot mm-hmm. and we did dive into <laughs> so much stories yeah. we preparing this for three months i think people have to we know kept starting this. and then something there's a lot of delay you know, <laughs> well here we are right now yes here we are <laughs> and we find there's so much stories mm-hmm. so many of them that really address the difference very clearly beautifully and it show how that influence us later on even our decision making and our mental health as well yeah so we asked in the beginning as an introduction and thank you for for asking this story again because this is a chance for us to also reflect and a few stories that we love to share i can go first <laughs> best way to capture both the collective experience that i had and the individualistic experience that i had was back when i was in elementary school 
I was in grade, I believe I remember grade two. No, grade three. Yeah. So it was dry, every hijabi lady, every Muslim woman goes through this a milestone in her life or, or coming of age. This coming of age is, is represented by when you pass a certain age, you start to wear this headscarf. And I looked around me knowing nobody else is going to be wearing this headscarf and thinking, how am I going to prepare everyone? <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm fully coming to terms with like, I'm going to be wearing a headscarf. I'm going to be the only person wearing the headscarf. I didn't really think of the impact and the effect it had on me. I just went in full force. This is my identity. <laughs> I'm coming full, you know, head first into this and starting strong. And tomorrow's my birthday and I am going to turn nine and I'm going to be wearing the headscarf. How am I going to prepare everyone for this? I was running around every person I could find that I knew letting them know this is what I'm going to be wearing tomorrow. That was that experience for me, uh, although I, I've had really helpful, very supportive peers in my life. I'm sure everyone's experience of coming of age is different, right, for every Muslim woman. And they will have a different story to share. I'd love to hear their, their side to this. But I'm very grateful that this had shaped both identities in me. This individualistic identity where everyone's respected for, I mean, supposedly everyone should be regarded as an individual and everyone is free to practice their own beliefs, their religion, their their values, their interests, right? And they're seen as separate. But also part of me, I'm coming from a collectivist background and I'm sure you know where this is going. <laughs> that part of me is how am I going to instill this this value or show or express this part of me to in a collectivist way coming from a collectivist background and operating in an individualistic setting how how do you see this that <laughs> I, I just love the energy and and i appreciate your emotion because you were really diving in your story that's mm -hmm. something i really want to just highlight another thing is you really talked about beautifully said how you were appreciated in individual people respecting your individual mm -hmm. that's something you were lucky to have such a experience mm -hmm. uh, around real people around you respect your hijab despite your difference but you also have this motivation of like i want to educate people what is this about mm -hmm. and that's very much of a collective mindset yes. of yeah we are as a group, we do this. I want to just tell everybody about it, you know, this, yeah. and, and you were excited. That's, mm -hmm. that's very, your emotion that you really want to share this with everyone <laughs> because it's completely something different and unique. And you lived in a collective family, but mm -hmm. you were faced in individual society. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit different than you mm -hmm. because I'm raised in a collective society mm -hmm. and I travel from that collective society to that individualistic society. So uh, my highlight of my life is completely different. I can see it because your family structure represents the outside, like yes. the society and the mirrors the family structure. Exactly. Family structure is 
it's the one that create the policy, the one that create the event, that one like、mm-hmm. the family is the most important part. Yeah, and there's extend family. I, I'm sure, like when people hear about the story, maybe that I'm holding from. My experience there, they would be like, "What? That's that?" Because I was realizing that something is amazing when、mm-hmm. I came here.、Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of things completely different, the,、mm-hmm. the individual perspective and the collective perspective. So I came from one of the beautiful highlight, and I always talk to you about is those two big events. Condolences, unfortunately, when funeral happen, when someone pass away. Condolences.、Yeah. And the other thing is、mm-hmm. that marriage, because it's huge. It had so much element into it. Yeah. And it's like there's a lot of rules, and it comes from the beginning, the relation, how it formed, and then talking to those elderly who make that decision, and that was those elderly coming back to that lady、yeah. that want to make that decision, and not only that, this actually person that want to marry this this person from the family, he's a he's a stranger. He he been seen as a stranger, so he's one of he's gonna be. Part of the tribe, they put him in a hot seat. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> in examine and ask questions a lot. Like who were like whoever who's that person has been in that kind of situation. It's very difficult one, <laughs> but it means a lot for this community. They want to、yeah. create that solid. They don't want to bring someone who is different and that will change the dynamic of that group.、Mm-hmm. I came from that, and and I understand that. People affect each other. Where culturally, and 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 one of the things we talked about is as simple as saying hi. <laughs> you know, when we, I told you, it's, some, it's maybe a culture shock for me. When I come and say hi to people, they're like, "Hi, oh, how are you?" That's it. Yeah. And, and in Sudan, like that's not the the way we、yeah. say. Hey, how are you? How is your family? How is your health?、Mm-hmm. How is life has been?、Yeah. How's like? There's so much loaded question. In People, just the greeting. In just the greeting. It's an extended greeting, my friend. It's start the conversation. Start that connection, right? The greetings is just as long as the goodbyes. Yes. <laughs> If not longer. I mean, that's、yeah. where actually most of the good stuff is happening is when we're saying goodbye. Yeah, yeah. All the beautiful, nice conversation that will start there—the chatty one and、oh、the、gosh. fun part. <laughs> <laughs> What? You're leaving? We just started. Come、yeah. on. That, it's always you get that feeling like you're you're being invited. You're being you're one of us. Exactly. You're you're coming into our home. You're part of our system. Especially at the door. That's the point. Especially at the door. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that that's that's something that brings us back. You also had a beautiful experience recently when you went back home,、mm-hmm. and one of the things too that really paid in your attention is children. You were so surprised about the children there. Honest, you、God. went to your collective society. I just want to highlight that. When I went back to my recent trip, I went to Iraq. I kid you not, <laughs> the kids—they were the center of the family. They were at the center of the spotlight. Like you're sitting there in a family setting, the kids are roaming around. They're not like you know sitting neatly on <laughs> next to the parents or staying quiet or shushed. The kids are allowed to express themselves. They are 
they are allowed to. This is the time where kids develop their social skills、okay. and start to mingle with the adults and the, the elders and everyone. You can imagine how this kid is going to turn out to be. I'm seeing these kids out in the garden, <laughs> having like a cup of tea with socializing the other kids. It's like, how is your day? How is this? How is that? Like, like where are you? They'll first ask you where are you from, where's your tribe. They'll start having a conversation with you like they know you for for the longest time. <laughs> you can imagine. I want like I'm sitting there from the from afar and noticing them like having intense conversations at times and showing real genuine expressions on their face like bite-sized adults on the kitchen.、Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's adorable to watch, but it makes me wonder what have they seen in their life like to contemplate and to to draw such wisdom.、Yeah. You can, you can, kids. Will, you'll be surprised what kids will tell you, and they'll tell it to you straight in your face if they have a problem, if they have something in their head. Like kids are a blank slate. It's amazing. In the collective society, how that works usually and how the kids are raised is they definitely see. How the elderly doing, and they're modeling, right?、Mm-hmm. So they're very good actors on modeling. Does as you said, yes, adult bites, right? They <laughs> just mentioned that beautifully. <laughs> well, like I, I feel like part of why parents go extra hard on the discipline is because you know, hey, your acting is way ahead of yourself. You're not an adult yet, so they're gonna put you in place when they need to. The shahatla is one thing, the ship ship or whatever you call it, depending on you, the country you go to. It's the sandals, the slippers. That's what you're gonna get if you try to cross your boundaries with the, the adults. Yeah, that's that's got, yeah. that's also a different kind of way of.、Mm-hmm. That actually brings me. I don't want to say an issue, but it's also like a challenge、mm-hmm. for collective societies、yeah. uh, that you are not able to really show your individuality because you have to be always with a group.、Yes. Harmony is the most important part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You don't need to be different. You don't want to be absolutely distinguished from the group.、Mm-hmm. So that's that's something we will have to and have that impact on our mental health.、Mm-hmm. Also, something else. However, if we talked also, we don't. We also want to address the beautiful part too、mm-hmm. about those adult bites, as you mentioned,、mm-hmm. that they actually create an emotional awareness. Emotional awareness. Yes,、mm-hmm. they know. They understand how to speak with people and empathize.、Mm-hmm. So that's why、mm-hmm. you will see them, as you mentioned, adult bites. A lot of time, I see. Really, when I when I'm sad, one of the things I found that they comfort me very well is kids,、yes. and they know how, what to say. And I'm surprised. It's like, what? Why he knows how to say to me these things? How he learned is, and that's like something you, like you're having a bad day. Just if you're if you're getting upset, your temper's have a seat. Come on, I'll get you a cup of t- cup of tea, cup I, of absolutely, water. Absolutely, yeah. I've had kids hand me them. <laughs> <laughs> a cup of water myself. They learn to just sit in silence as well and take in the emotion. Absolutely. So they learn from a young age that emotions and expressing yourself and not being afraid to like speak、uh, about whatever's inside themselves, like how direct and blunt they are. That they learn from a young age, and 
it's just such amazing social skills that people learn when you live and raise be when you raise in your unit in your family your extended family your immediate family your yeah it goes on in like it's a family tree it's a whole family tree in one house <laughs> exactly <laughs> or a village. that the house mm-hmm. you're talking about house we talked about children and and how you impressed about them something i here seeing a lot is unfortunately and it really s- extremely sad mm-hmm. is isolation. Yeah. Isolation is an extremely big topic happening and I remember how for example in our collective society we treat the isolation to the older I I remember my mom used to always say to me on a time yeah especially when I go to the my my ruler area on a time mm-hmm. Ella Make sure you're visiting those elders and sit with them. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to go play. I was a child at that time. I, I really need to go play and have fun and yeah. be with my friends. Mm-hmm. But because she raised me through that value, I, and you understand that it actually was very fun to go and talk to them. You see a lot of wisdom. You, they, they take care of you. You find a lot of love. You know, they're the one who will hug you and give you all type of food and give you the lovely candies that you like. <laughs> That's the thing. You guys are not censored into this, this, these things about adult kind of engagements, right? Mm-hmm. You were, we were talking about grief the other time, right? Yes. Just this time. And I know, like, as someone in your family experienced a loss. So this is something we all don't realize the these how much of a collectivist or individualistic identity has been impacting us or like the weight of it we don't really feel until we actually go through these communal events grief is considered like having like a funeral is considered a communal event like as much as a wedding as much as all of these communal events that that are in present that take place in our life Those are key elements to our identity. So if we experience them in like a different society, for individualistic versus collective, it's going to have a different effect on you. Tying it to isolation, I can imagine that person who has grown up in a collectivist society experiencing grief and how a child also isn't censored from this grief, right? There's there isn't any isolation, you know, between generations. Right? from a child to an adult to a, an elder, there are no isolations that they're all sitting under one roof experiencing this. There's no censoring. Beautiful analogy. <laughs> Beautiful analogy, yeah. Right? I can imagine how if they were to re- to spend the rest of their life in a different country, in, let's say in a Western country or an individual society, the experience of grief like these communal events they're going to they're going to miss out on such a taste like i can only this word taste is actually translated from from arabi from arabic right ladha itruh ladha al thaqafa itruh so this is somewhat of <laughs> i've introduced some arabic into this because i i can't even language has such a meaning to it there are certain things that you can't translate 
Absolutely. Oh, and language shape us, right? Yes. That's another shape your mind. That's actually a study. <laughs> so, and we will talk about that more further. Yeah. There's a lot of exciting things that you mentioned, and I just really want to talk to our audience that mm-hmm. there's a lot of exciting stories, yes. such as how I experienced preneural. I know it's such a sad thing, and maybe everyone will be like, what? Mm-hmm. How you want to talk about that? But there is completely a dis- dif- a dis- different perspective how in Sudan we deal with it and I'm sure about that in how related to your experience another thing that we also might going to be talking about relationship mm-hmm. how we form and the difference between them but we did talk a lot about the collective society I want you to, to walk me down how individualistic society you, you might have this deep understanding for it way more than me So can you just give me this beautiful analogy or just take me to the story that give me more understanding about it? Because like here we're in Canada, we're all single bodies, right? We're all vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> we're our own like a body of expression. We have the, the freedom to express this whatever our interests, our values, our beliefs and stuff like that. And we can see that's that's the thing, like where where we can all steer in different directions. There's no traffic control. <laughs> that's where we clash into. There's no order. It feels like, you know, we can instantly like run into another vehicle. <laughs> exactly. Where is that direction? Where is that somebody steering us? And I know a lot of people are, are hanging on to to some sort of hope like they themselves I find they're not like putting all their hope in our prime ministers this this person you know is there elected to grant us our basic needs or whatever but in the end they have something like their religious values they hold on so tightly or like they're there's something that's far more meaningful than than government than politics <laughs> you know when you, you look in Canada like There's only one leader, and then everyone is just in their own singular pocket. Like we're all, we're all identified by their, our immediate family. We're not, we're not even like uh, our extended family is all over the, the country. We're transnational, right? You, we're not really united, but we're all like, you know, living it out. You know, we all have our own agenda, and hopefully, you know, to reuni- reunify with our family. That's that's basically every other story of, of an immigrant that I talk to. That's they don't find that there's much to look forward to without belonging. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very much of identity, right? Mm-hmm. So how they see themselves? So like, and this is the everlasting question that we've been. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's going to be running, running through the course of our series, right? Exactly. How do we create the collective conscious or make room for the individuality to create the collective conscious? Well, that's a question we will give it for our audience to answer. Yeah. I'm super- I really can't wait to hear the of course. responses.